0: Hello, and welcome back to the program. My name is Michael Finney. Today, I am joined by William James McGinney. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir?
1: So my name is William James McGinney. I am a Navy veteran from 2002 to 2007, and I am a author and a programmer and an investor and a father. (laughs) Uh, I wear a lot of hats, and I recently just published a book, The Secret to Success.
0: So would you tell us a little bit about your background, uh, you know, where you got the inspiration to become a writer, anything, you know, who, tell us more about you. We want to know you.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So the truth is I ever, I never actually wanted to be a writer growing up, which is kind of weird, right? Because now I want to be an author. Um, What happened was I was driving uh, to drop off my kids at my ex-wife's house and on the way back I imagined this scene in my mind, right? I was just kind of like daydreaming as, as you're driving and I imagined the scene where there's knights sitting at a table, they're having a discussion and then they hear an explosion and then they walk outside and they see this giant alien battle and it was so vivid in my mind I'm like, this is really cool, I'm like, there's something here and I started teasing it out and I started like building a story around it and next thing I know I built a saga around it and then around that I built an entire series around it which is ends up ended up being the fiction series I'm working on called Ages of Imperia. And to answer your question I was never really a writer until I felt like I had something worthy of writing and that was kind of the the, the genesis of my writing career. Um I also have a lot of ideas just on success and philosophy. And so when I was thinking about it long term, I said, you know what, my kids, they're gonna be graduating high school soon. And I want to give them some advice and some of the things that I learned the hard way in a way that they'll always have access to. And so I was like, you know, I'll just write them a book real quick. I'll write them a couple notes on a lot of the things that I learned the hard way. And then that turned into taking the, uh, the system that I discovered and just translating it into a book. (laughs) And then that ended up being, I had to break that apart because there was so much information into three separate books. So kind of a long winded explanation there, but, um, basically got into writing on a daydream.
0: Perfect. You know, and I think that's as good a way as any in all reality, you know, it doesn't really matter where you come from. So long as you find these channels and these outlets for yourself.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And, you know, I was having a hard time trying to find that outlet creatively because I've tried a lot of things. I've tried music, I've tried acting, i tried all that stuff, but writing really just resonated with me. It was easy. It was, intu- it was natural. You know, I didn't have to put effort into wanting to write. It was just naturally exciting to me, you know, and that's kind of one of the biggest things that I tell my kids is like, you know, just try different things out And you'll know it when you see it. Right. And so that's kind of what happened to me. Like I got that vision and I'm like, how do I make this become a reality? And I was looking at different mediums and writing was like the easiest one to do and the one that spoke to me the most.
0: So there are some things that you had told me about in general regarding, you know, your life and how that led into becoming an influence for this book, specifically the series at large, I think some of that personal narrative is valuable and I'm not going to tell you, you know, what parts I would like to hear here, uh, and here presently. But I think that there are some components there that I think are valuable in terms of your personal story and the narrative that you are exploring with the text.
1: Oh, absolutely. So when I was in the Navy, I was introduced to success philosophy via multi-level marketing, right? And that is what sparked my interest in personal improvement and success. And in 2007, I got out of the Navy. And long story short, my wife and I had got divorced. I was homeless living out of my car. I had no job. And all my friends that I cared about were a world away. My mother had disowned me. It was literally the lowest point in my life. And I was wondering what the hell happened, you know, and I realized I needed something to change. And while I had been studying success and success philosophy for a long time, it became more personal at that moment because it wasn't a matter of, oh, this is just a nice to have. It was, oh shit, everything went to hell. I better figure this out now because I had two kids at the time, you know, and so it was very important for me to really start digging in and really figuring out how this stuff works because now i'm all alone trying to make my make make my way in the world and (laughs) i need to figure it out so i start researching success philosophy by reading the authors right just like with everybody else i started reading what they were doing and this the advice they gave and the advice they give is good right i'm not knocking them but what I was really interested was more into the the how to, right? Give me the specific instructions on how to be successful, right? Because a lot of it is it's it's theoretical, it's abstract. Like, oh, you need to have a good attitude, you need to have an optimistic mindset. I'm like, okay, that's great. How is that going to help me get a job? <laughs> how is it going to help me find happiness? How is it going to help me achieve my goals? And, I, and when I, the more I learned, the less I discovered existed out there. And so that led me on a quest to find out, well, what is success? How can I actually take someone like myself who has hit rock bottom and use principles of success to catapult me out of this hole that I'm in? And I found some answers reading those philosophy books, but I still had a lot of questions. So I was thinking about it one day. I was like, you know what? Why am I just listening to the success gurus? Why don't I start looking at real successful people in history and start analyzing what they did? Right? If there is a common theme, then patterns will emerge. Right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I started analyzing their their behaviors, getting into their history, and I was looking, you know, military generals, entrepreneurs, tycoons, philosophers, social leaders, political leaders. Everybody across the board, I'm trying to understand what do all these people have in common? How come they were able to generally come from obscurity and able to achieve great things, right? Because if I can tap into whatever it is that they're doing consciously or subconsciously and just apply even, you know, 10% of that in my life, that should be huge. So my journey led me to discovering three major traits of success, right? And when you have these traits dialed in, you will start to achieve success in your life and reaching your goals. And those are industriousness, mastering a skill set and achieving glory, right? And industriousness is loving work, uh, you know really being motivated to get things done, and I'll dig into more of that later. Uh, mastering a skill set, like truly being the best at what you can do, and achieving glory, doing things that are worthy of note, achieving massive impact either internally or externally, right? And those were the patterns that all these people had in common. So the next question I have is, okay, well, if all these people can do all this stuff, how do I do it, (laughs) right? Because knowing what they're doing and figuring out how to do it yourself are two totally different things. Yes. Right. So that kind of took me on a whole other quest because I needed to figure this out for myself. And so I broke down the first one, industriousness, right? And I, I figured that when someone achieves the state of industriousness, they're just super motivated. They're dialed in. They're doing 12, 14, 16-hour workdays like Elon Musk, right? He works a lot. And I don't think he's sitting there giving himself self-affirmations that he can do it. I think he just dialed in. He just does it, right? How can I achieve that state of mind? So as I dug in, I found five sub traits to industriousness. The first one, <laughs> honestly, is having an optimistic attitude. So the gurus are right, right? <laughs> I'll give them that one. You have to have a positive mindset because if you're a negative Nancy, you're going to, you're going you're gonna to talk yourself out of t- any opportunity before you can start. Right? I'm sure you've talked yourself out of opportunities before, you know, as, as we all have. Right? So, um, D- dialing in that optimistic attitude was step one, and then as I'm like, okay, well, you have to have a good attitude, but there's got to be more to it. The next one I discovered was having optimi- uh, abundant energy. Right, you have to be awake, alert. You have to be dialed in, and I noticed that these people weren't uh, exhausted. They, you know, or they or they were exhausted, but they had enough energy to get the job done and i contrasted that with my life because i usually got terrible sleep i was always tired i was always having problems you know just relying on coffee as a crutch to get through the days and i had i thought to myself you know what if it wasn't like this what if what if it could be like i was a teenager again where i just woke up and i was just you know ready for the day if i could feel like that every day then doing my work would be easier don't you think so
0: I would definitely agree if you have the energy to focus and actually get the work done, then of course.
1: I'm like, okay, so let's say I have an optimistic attitude and I have plenty of energy, but what if I don't have the motivation, right? Then I would be mo- then I would have the energy to sit on my butt and play video games all day and watch TV, which was actually my biggest problem, right? I, I had the energy kind of figured out. I, I'm, I'm very optimistic by nature, but my motivation is terrible. I've, I've left to my own devices I don't want to do anything and that really was the heart of my problem and that's kind of why I discovered after going you know going through all this and discovering everything my motivation is like a two on a scale from one to ten not very good and I discovered a series of systems techniques and products that I could use to dramatically boost up my uh, motivation from a two to about an eight on a daily basis so my work, totally changed after that. Right. And that enabled me to really start getting things done. But I had another problem. See, I have full-time job. I have wife, I have kids, I have responsibilities and I had to find time to do this. Right. Cause we all have goals in life. Right. But we only have so much time. Right. And if you don't have enough time to do anything, you're not going to get anything done. And so that was the other th- issue I had to deal with because I'm sure you've heard the story of like a single mom who works a full-time job and she has no time to do anything and she's barely making ends meet. That was kind of me, right? It wasn't as bad, but still you know, struggling because I have these goals I want to achieve. And I had to figure out how to make more time in my life because the more time I had to apply to my goals, <laughs> the further the further I'll get along and the faster I'll get along. And that was the fourth component of industriousness having the time. And then the last one was goal setting itself, creating good plans, right? Because you could have the most optimistic attitude in the world, all the energy in the world, super motivation, and just all day long to work on it. But if you have a terrible plan, it all goes to shit, right? (laughs) So that was the fifth component of industriousness that I discovered. Right? And that's something that I started applying in my life. And by applying just the industriousness towards my goals, I noticed an immediate shift. I was I <laughs> I was able to save my marriage. I was able to learn programming. I was able to get all uh, save uh, my family dynamic. I was able to get my health better, uh, much better than it was before. Everything started getting better across the board because these traits made work easy and fun to do and that sounds weird right you're like oh because you know the culture is oh you know you got a case of mondays right and it's got this anti-work attitude but once i cultivated industriousness work became fun and if i wasn't working i was actually getting kind of angry you know so can you imagine how you feel if you got to that point where if you didn't work you get angry
0: i cannot contextualize myself through the lens of your statement unfortunately but i do want to shift gears here Because I think that you're touching on some interesting things. And there are some other arcs that I want to hear from you about. Because I realize that you have this collection of pieces that you're creating, right? Yes. It's not just this series. You also have fictional work that you're doing. And you are also creating a few other things here and there too. So in that way, do you feel that these are different outlets, channels for parts of yourself, or if these are all kind of all part of who William is?
1: It's all part of who I am and writing is the main outlet, but each book serves a greater purpose. So I went with nonfiction first for purely practical and business reasons, right? Practically because I wanted to have these books done for my children before they graduated high school, right? And I'm on track to do that. Great. The other part of it was that, you know, I built a corporation, Ages Publishing, and figuring out how to create the corporation, get on Amazon, get the book set up, it's emotionally much lower risk for me because if I make a mistake with that, I don't feel as bad because my fictional series is like my baby, right? I'm like, I'm more emotionally invested with it And I don't, I want to make as little mistakes as I possibly can. So this is all kind of one big umbrella and I'm taking baby steps towards reaching that final goal of writing out my fictional series. And I want to have all these other things figured out and dialed in so that I can put all my mental and creative energy into the fiction series.
0: I like it. I like that line of thinking. And, and I, and I want to touch on something without, uh, without it being a threat. Um, you know you have this collection of things you have started a company uh you know it's hard to delineate what you're doing from the idea of you know uh commercialization or branding right so there's there's these elements of that inside of of what you're doing how do you see yourself inside of that or how do you see that thing um you know, brought down into something tangible. You know, what is what are the most tangible aspects of of the branding or um business aspects of what you're doing?
1: Um, I think the branding aspect would just be me myself, right? Just getting my message out there, helping other people with the things I wish I would have known, right? The personal development guru for lack of a better term, and just sharing Advice that I feel would actually help people. Advice that I wish I would have had. But then also demonstrating the application of that advice towards my fictional projects as well. Because believe it or not, the nonfiction stuff, the personal development, is just a stepping stone towards the fiction. Right? So it's all kind of one package. Like Will says, this is the path to success. Okay, well, he wants to write a fiction book. Let's see how that works out. Right? (laughs) And so... (laughs) I want to apply those principles to that fiction series and say, Hey, listen, it actually does work. You know?
0: Yeah. We are kind of in a similar boat in that regard, in the sense that like uh, I haven't, well, actually now I have, so I have one small fiction piece out. um, But then the other stuff that I did was, you know, more journalistic or more instructional um, learning focused workbook kind of stuff. And I think that really, you know, all of it is viable or they're a beachhead for me or for people to better perceive, you know, what I do or what I'm interested in. Um, But I think that you can't really kind of take away from the other things, you know, the project on the, the workbook, like content development workbook that I did, I had started that actually first and then as i was getting into it discovered like oh you know i kind of need some of these other things out and backtracked to these other projects that i had been kind of just percolating on and then put those out and i think that like within within comparing you know the trajectory that i was on and the path that you're taking i see a lot of overlap there and i think that um, you know, uh, they're they're both perfectly good angles, you know, what whether you start with fiction or if you start with uh journalism or if you start with um, you know, self help instructional type of things, you can always start to kind of hop into the other stuff, but you really want uh to be able to make those connections between all the material that way. So I, I like what you're doing.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's all skill set, right? You know, um, I have to learn how to publish on Amazon regardless of whether it's nonfiction or fiction right okay. I have to learn how to I have to learn how to string together sentences and paragraphs and chapters and formatting. and so it's all all these skill sets overlap and you know just getting things dialed in beforehand will just make my life easier down the road.
0: So what have you found in these early days of having your first book out?
1: I have found that publishing a book is a lot easier than the publishers make it seem. Yeah. <laughs> Big publishing, if you will, right? It's it's not as difficult today than I'm sure it was 30 years ago, which is fantastic news for independent authors. You know, um, and that's really the biggest message. So, if there's any independent creators out there, you can do it. It's the, the the learning curve is not very hard. You can get out there and you can start putting out your own content. Absolutely. That's the biggest takeaway. I was shocked at how easy it was, to be honest with you.
0: That's awesome. So where all can people find The Secret to Success?
1: The Secret to Success is available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback. And then eventually we'll be working on audiobook here and we'll be putting that out soon. And that'll be on Audible sooner rather than later. I don't have a specific date, but it'll be out there eventually.
0: <laughs> Excellent. William, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time and we'll talk again soon.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Michael. It was a pleasure.